Did you know that during the pandemic, pet adoptions have skyrocketed in Canada? In fact, dog and cat agencies can't even keep up. And the recent skyrocketing of cats and dogs in our homes should come at no surprise because we are trying to fill a craving that meaningful friendships in an isolated world is meant to fill. In fact, it has been proven that meaningful friendships help combat stress, create social and mental well-being. In fact, close friendships help people to be happier and close friendships give a higher self-esteem for others. And yet most of us have had a difficult time to build close and meaningful relationships because of COVID. In fact, one of the Google trends in 2020 compared to the U.S. election, Tiger King, and COVID symptoms is how to become a better friend. If you type in Google how to become a better friend, 2.8 billion different links come up. It's quite amazing. Here's some of those links. How can I be a better friend in the workplace? How can I be a better friend to my spouse? There's even a link of how to become a better friend to your cat. Yes, there is a Google link on how to be a better friend to your cat. Now, I don't know if you have cats, but we have two cats in our house, and they are definitely not friendly. The only time they're friendly is when we feed them some special food. They eat, they sleep, they go outside. Repeat, eat, sleep, go outside. I don't know how to become a better friend to my cats, but obviously Google has some hints of how to be a better friend to cats. Yet in our sermon series called A Better You, How to Become a Better You from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, we are actually going to go through today how to become a better friend. How can we become better friends? How can we find a better friend when we're isolated and when we are lonely during COVID? How can you and me become a better friend, not just to each other, but to others around us? Well, listen to the words of what Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 8. It's going to be on your screens as well. For this very reason, Peter says, because we live in a world that is lonely and isolated, make every effort, in other words, full effort, with all of your ability, with all your strength, to add upon your faith. To add is to build on or to grow this faith. Now, this faith is like this lazy boy chair. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it, but we have salvation in Christ Jesus. Paul puts it this way, that if we confess to to Jesus that he's our Lord and personal Savior, we experience salvation. When we're isolated, when we're lonely, when we are thinking about how to build better friendships, we can rest knowing that we have friendship with God because of faith in Christ Jesus. But Peter encourages us to add to that faith. But what do we mean or what does he mean to add to this faith well this is what peter says we add goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection now i want you to circle those words mutual affection on your outline if you have one this is the context of friendship with one another and peter goes on to say and to mutual affection love For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when you scan this list that Peter says creates qualities of becoming a better you, friendship is the only quality that Peter mentions that is outward. In fact, I would encourage you, if this is the first time that you're listening to us today, to go back to the sermon series and to discover how to become a better you internally. But for today, friendship love is an external quality. 
Peter shifts his focus from becoming a better you rather than a bitter you to how to become a better you in a bitter, isolated, lonely, COVID culture world. So how do we actually become better friends? Well, there's three important realities that Paul or Peter encourages us in a COVID world. First, as you see in your outline, to become a better friend is to be hospitable. To be hospitable. Listen to what Paul says to the Thessalonian church in 1 Thessalonians 4, 9. It's going to be on your screens. Now about your love, brotherly love, for one another, we do not need to write you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. Let's pause there for a second. Been taught by God to love one another. You see, God teaches us to love one another through Jesus. Jesus, as you see in your outline, is the best example of heavenly hospitality. Heavenly hospitality. Jesus came from heaven to earth to show us hospitality. In the book of Luke alone, for example, heavenly hospitality was rooted around food. Can you say amen to that? Like, who doesn't like food? We see Jesus was either going to a meal, was at a meal, was preparing a meal, or coming from a meal. In fact, most of Jesus' teachings, conversations, and acts of healing was around a table. Jesus made friends with tax collectors and sinners around a meal. Jesus was anointed by a woman who interrupted Jesus at a meal. Jesus fed over 5,000 people as he was teaching them. He had meals with the religious and the pious. He had his most important conversations with his closest friends in the upper room, for example, before his betrayal over a meal. He recommissioned the disciples to mission over a meal. Jesus showed hospitality over food. In the same way, you and I can grow in friendship with one another over a meal. Now think about this for a second. It takes time to prepare a meal. It takes time to host well. Have you ever been to a place where you haven't been hosted well? Whether you've gone out to eat or you've been in someone's house. But building friendships is about having time over a meal. It is about spending relationship and sharing stories and conversations about your day or your life or your family. In fact, good friends or a friendly person eats together. One time we had a bunch of neighborhood kids at our house. Our place was packed with kids. My two boys love to play with Lego, so there's a bunch of guys playing in Lego at my son's place or room. And then we had a bunch of people in the backyard playing some games. And we had some teenagers at the table in our living room who were playing a game of Monopoly. And there was some playing outside with a ball. And all these kids came over and, you, knew, you know, you need to know like it's messy, it's chaotic, it's crazy, but it was actually a lot of fun. And as dinner time was starting to get close to this time, instead of shooing all the kids away, we decided to have a meal with all these students. Now, instead of taking time to prepare a meal, we simply just bought pizza. We bought pizza for everyone, but my wonderful wife prepared snacks throughout the day. You see, what was very interesting is we had a meal with these students and with these kids. Their families would come over and we got to get to know them. We showed hospitality to these kids rather than shooing them away because we simply wanted to get to know them, even though my wallet was shrinking. And our place is now a safe place for these kids and their families to come by. You see, hospitality comes at a cost. And for Jesus, hospitality actually cost him his life. And that is why you and me can be hospitable. 
because Jesus shows us the way to be hospitable. And yes, even during COVID, we can show hospitality. The question is, will you? Jesus' hospitality wasn't just around the example of Jesus, but second, as you see in your outline, reveals who God truly is. Reveal who God truly is. As you see in Jesus, God welcomes all types of people. And because God welcomes people, he built relationship with these people, the religious, the sinner, the prostitute, the greedy, the broken. And because God built relationship with people through hospitality, people experience God's reconciliation and healing because of hospitality. In the same way, you and I are better friends by welcoming all types of people, to build relationship with people, and to invite people to experience healing and reconciliation with Jesus in a lonely and isolated culture as we see through COVID. One more highlight that we see of Jesus' hospitality, not only was he the example of hospitality or to reveal who God truly is, but Jesus actually slowed down to be hospitable. He reclined with people over a chair, over a table. He invited himself over to a sinner and tax collector. He helped people see what heaven was truly going to look like. The ultimate feast, the ultimate experience of hospitality will be in heaven if we can slow down. There's no calories in heaven, like amen to that. In the same way, God wants you and me to experience this heavenly hospitality, to have a relationship with God, to help us slow down so that we can see God who he truly is and to slow down to be hospitable to one another. Jesus is the ultimate example of how to love one another. Not only are you and me to be better friends through hospitality, yes, even during COVID as we see through Jesus, but as we see with the Thessalonian church, you and I are also called to be friendly. Second, to become a better friend or to be more friendly is to be caring. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4.10. And in fact, you do love, brotherly love or friendship love of God's family through Macedonia. In other words, the Thessalonians cared for followers of Jesus throughout the region. Historians have mentioned how followers of Jesus in the first century were considered absurd for leaving their biological families to build friendships with other believers. In Roman and Greek culture, the rich associated with the rich. The poor would associate with the poor. Siblings were considered best friends in the first century. But followers of Jesus, who experienced a deeper friendship because of the friendliness of the church, had friendship with the church. In fact, the church became their family. Now you may come from a broken home, because I come from a broken home, or maybe you come from a home where it's not truly family of what you needed or desired. But when the tr church can be friendly and actually care for one another, the church can become a family. We see in the New Testament church that young and old, rich and poor, educated and the brute, the gladiator and the saint, the pagan and the secular, Greek, Roman, Jew, and Gentile sitting at the same table, caring for one another. In today's terms, it would be the Canucks and Euler fans, city and rural folk, farmers and professionals sitting at the same table because of Jesus. The urban and suburban, East Van to New West, downtown Vancouver to the Fraser Valley. We are all at the same table because of Jesus. So how do we actually care for each other? How can we become more friendly? How do we treat each other as family? Well, there's three highlights that we see with the Thessalonian church. 
First, as your outline will show you, we can be more friendly by praying for each other. Praying for each other. Now, how many times have you actually come up to somebody and said, hey, how are you? And someone says, oh, I'm fine. And you say, thank you. And you go on your day. Well, I've tried to change that a little bit and simply say, hey, how are you at a scale of one to 10? Just to try to engage somebody. And, you know, someone might say, well, I'm a five. And I'll be like, well, what, why are you a five? Or I'm an eight. And why is your, you're an eight? Just simply to get to know one another. But I've come to realize if I truly want to know someone, I need to ask them, like, how can I pray with you? How can I pray with you? Now, that might be a cheesy question. You might not necessarily agree with that question. But if you want to be more friendly and want to get to know people, ask that question because it will, it will reveal people's hearts. Every time I ask someone, how can I pray for you? I don't get the words, I'm good or I'm fine. But it reveals what is deep in their hearts. Some talk about their marriages. Some talk about their businesses. Other people have talked about their health or a burden that they have for their kids or children. Others have revealed deep burdens that have been bothering them for years. And when we pray for one another, what's very interesting is we have an opportunity to encourage one another as God speaks to us. And not only does God speak to us through prayer, but God is allowed to work in our lives and bring those burdens and requests to God. I believe praying for one another is the best way, one of the best ways to be friendly and to be a better friend. Second, as your outline shows, we can show care to one another and become more friendly by practicing the one another commandments. By practicing the one another commandments. Forty different commandments that we see riddled throughout the New Testament about becoming better friends, about loving one another. Listen to what is said here. True friends forgive each other. True friends put up with one another. True friends honor one another. True friends build each other up, not tear each other down. They live in harmony with one another. They accept one another, teach one another, and submit to one another. When's the last time you actually submitted yourself to one another as friends? When is the last time you actually heard hard things from a friend that actually loves you and that you need to hear? Just like that we see that there's evidence of high self-esteem and happier relationships when you have close friends, you and I actually become more self-aware when we allow people to speak into our lives like close friends. True friends care for one another. They pray for one another. They practice the one another commandments. Will you show care? Will you be friendly with someone this week? On the screen, there's going to be a blank line of a name of someone that you can share this week. It's just simply a name with a blank and a question mark. This week, why don't you fill in that blank with a name? This week, why don't you pick up the phone and pray with someone? Invite someone over for a coffee or for a meal. And if you don't want to do it in your home because of COVID, we understand. Why don't you try to do that in your favorite coffee shop or place that you like to eat? Get involved in an interactive class at Broadway and invite someone with you. Why don't you invite someone who's struggling about the purpose of life or the meaning of life to check out Alpha online? Why don't you just enjoy a day as it gets nicer at the park with someone else? Or go for a hike with a few people. When the pandemic hit last March, we decided as a church to pick up the phone. 1,700 different contacts we contacted, rotated every semester. The first time that we rotated, I had 150 calls. And it took me about two weeks to go through all those calls. And I remember someone just coming to me last week, just saying to me, Andy, you phoned me in March. 
you didn't know me, I didn't know you, but I knew that God was speaking to me through you. And I asked him, how can I pray with you? And as, I, as, his, as there's tears coming down his eyes last week, he just told me how important that was for that phone call. It was a cold call. I didn't know them. They didn't know me. But we prayed together because we are family. I wanted to show care to this person. You do not know how important your care and your friendliness could be to somebody else who's lonely and isolated and hurting. Will you? Will you be friendly by showing hospitality? Will you be friendly to pray with one another? Will you be friendly with the one another commandments? But not only do we see that as being more friendly and becoming a better friend, but as your outline shows, third, to become a better friend is to be generous. To be generous. Paul also says this in 1 Thessalonians 4.10. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, or the family of God, do so more and more. What are we to do more with? Well, simply put, as you see in your outline, God asks you to do more with your time. With your time. To give more time to hospitality or to be hospitable. To give more time to praying for one another or with one another. To give more time to be a better friend. So many times we waste our time binging on Netflix or Disney Plus or the death scroll that we find on our screens rather than show hospitality to others or to pick up our phones and fire a text to someone to encourage one another, or to pick up the phone and phone somebody, go cold call or old school to pray with one another, to show genuine care to one another. So we can actually give more and more of our time. Will you? Secondly, God asks to do more with your talents. So often we give most of our talents to our careers, or to our homes, or to become a better ourselves. But how can we become and give more of our talents to Jesus or to the church or to each other. God asks you and me to give more of our talent to his mission. Will you use your talents for the kingdom more and more each day? So not only does God through Paul encourage us to give more and more of our time or more and more of our talents, but God last, as you see in your outline, asks to give more of your treasures, more of your treasures. That's right. God asks to give more. Why? Because God has given us more and more through Jesus Christ. He has given his life for us so that we become generous with our time, treasures, and talents. Will you give more because of what Jesus did on the cross? Will you give more because of the grace and love that we have in this salvation that we have in Christ Jesus? Will you give more and more because of the purpose that we have in Christ Jesus Will you give more to become a better friend, a more friendly person? And this leads me to the big idea. A simple phrase that sums up today's teaching, and here it is. It's going to be on your screens as well. True friendship will cost you, but true friendship is worth the price. True friendship will cost you, but true friendship is worth the price. Hospitality has a cost. It will cost you, but Jesus has paid the entire price for our sins so that we can be hospitable. Caring has a price tag. It will cost you, but the ultimate price that has been paid by Jesus gives you and I access to have a relationship with God and to pray with one another. True friends are generous because of the generosity they have experienced by Jesus, who paid the final price, not just on the cross, but for our sins, and not just to have a relationship with God, but to be better friends here on earth.
Will you become a better friend? Now I have my graduation cap because the sermon series Better You actually ends today. As we graduate, a better you will make a better world, a better place. A better you, if you're listening, will help you have a better marriage. A better you will help you have a better outlook on life. A better you will help you have a better outlook on your school and campus. A better you will help build a better church. And maybe you're listening today and you have never experienced God's friendship found in Jesus. There's going to be a text line on the screen where a pastor is on the other side of that text line that will just want to walk through you in your spiritual journey. Maybe you need to find friendship with God. Maybe you've experienced religion. Maybe you've experienced cancel culture. Maybe you experienced the unfriendliness of this world or the isolation of this world because of COVID. Maybe you have had a spiritual moment with Jesus, but you've never experienced friendship with Jesus. Well, I encourage you that today is your day. I want to pray a prayer with you. And if you are here today also listening, we're all called to graduate, to become a better you, not a bitter you, and to become a better friend in a bitter world. Will you grow? Will you add to your faith? As we graduate today, as we pray with each other, may we add our faith true friendship to grow in love with one another, to show heavenly hospitality to each other, to be friendly with one another, to become more and more generous as Jesus has given more and more of himself to us. Will you let Jesus help you become a better you? so that we can make our world a better place? Let's pray. Lord, I pray for the person that is listening today, that if they have come and have never experienced friendship with you, that they would give their hearts to you, that they would text that line that is below this screen, and that they would connect with the pastor to find friendship with you. For all of us today, as we conclude the sermon series, Becoming a Better You, from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5-8, to that we would actually add to these qualities our faith, the internal qualities and the external qualities, but help us to become better friends. Help us to be generous in hospitality around those around us. Help us to continue to reveal what it means to be Jesus in an isolated, dark, lonely world. And Lord, help us to graduate. Help us to become better people so that our world will become a better place. And we pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.